And welcome to Epic Loot Radio, your one-stop shop, not really, uh, for MMO news, discussion, conversations, the podcast that brings in some level of humor sometimes, and who knows what else you might expect. Now, this video, this uh, podcast in video form, will feature uh, nothing but network test blue protocol gameplay uh, that I have got to go hands-on with this weekend, and so you're going to get my hands-on impressions, uh, some discussion questions that have been asked by me you know like not by me what am i talking about i maybe i should start a podcast and just like flub it up right at the start that's why everybody's here um no but in seriousness like y'all have asked me some questions like how does it feel versus genshin what about tower of fantasy what about final fantasy 14 uh, and so i'm going to talk about a lot of that in uh today's podcast and so if you're watching the video form you're going to get that sweet sweet gameplay with no interruptions so if you just want to capture that if you just want to use that for yourselves go nuts have fun and thanks for checking it out uh, one way or the other. Uh, so beyond that, though, I also want to talk to you about the other things that are going on in MMO news, MMO, MMO, RPGs, and ABCs. And uh, so we're going to talk about the Ashes of Creation being delayed. If you guys haven't seen that news, uh, that's coming off their latest developer update. And I think that's going to help. We're going to talk about some uh, estimates for releases for that. And also, in context of that, Throne of Liberty then has a massive chance, a big shot when it comes to what is coming out for MMOs here in 2023. And we'll talk about the reasons why all on today's podcast. You can also listen to the podcast itself, just in MP3 audio form, wherever podcasts are found, just search Epic Loot Radio or use the links in the description as that will be a great way to help you get there. Also, YouTube's going to be seeming like making some podcast changes. So hopefully we'll be able to bring these out uh, for you guys at the regular and hopefully you guys enjoy just hanging out, listening, and all that good, wonderful, fun stuff. So let's get into the core of why we're here. Blue Protocol Network Test this weekend uh, over on Ginger Blue, or aka uh, Blue Protocol Central now. I changed the name, uh, and it seems to actually help communicate what the channel is about. Being that I like to split up uh, the games that I'm interested in into their own channel avenues, that has been very, I think, helpful for me, very focused to sit down and deliver you guys the best quality content and not stuff that you're not interested in. Maybe you don't like Throne of Liberty. Maybe you don't like New World. Maybe you don't like this, that, or the other thing. Because let's just be honest for a second with all of ourselves. Some MMO players can be extremely tribal. And I think that's an interesting evolution of the genre due to the nature of the genre and its monetization. But as MMOs are going more that buy-to-play, free-to-play, battle-pass-driven model... It's going to be interesting to see how that shakes up. Does this help introduce new players to the world of MMOs? And I think that's where Blue Protocol is going to dominate. Uh, and, I, and I mean this in all sincerity. Having played it, we haven't seen everything that the game has to offer, but it is a beast. This game should have you excited. If you don't like anime, like I get it, like there's going to, everybody's going to have their aesthetics of choice. Um, 
But this in and of itself, I think, is going to be a real interesting contender for your time and for your money and for your attention. And if nothing else, to be ideally keenly aware, uh, aware uh, well aware of it. And so that's what we want to talk about. I'm going to give my impressions, uh, having been able to play, um, been able to do it like a dungeon. Obviously, the game's fully in Japanese, but been able to translate some of the screens and, uh, you know, just make use of navigating the world. And there is just a handful of just things that are just like everything just feels well thought out, well connected. And yes, we're going to have to wait and see because really the questions about what it means to be this kind of game, these online games, is you kind of end up talking to a couple, like if you kind of started poking, put, poking, uh, putting people into different buckets, you know, as to kind of how they want to consume a game, some people are in the hype bucket. So when, as this game and the hype grows, they're going to play that and they're going to consume that. And then as whatever the next hype thing grows, they're going to go to that. And that's, that, there's nothing wrong with them. That's their bucket. That's who they are as gamers. You're going to have the people who are going to dip in and dip out, play this game very seasonally. They might be like me, you know, we're playing a handful of different uh, online RPGs, you know, right now, uh, you know, there's a lot of really great options, right? Like we'll be talking about the Rona Liberty here in today's podcast. And that in and of itself is an exciting conversation to have because they all are also offering different things. They are all offering different things and it's really quite exciting to see. So, uh, and then you have uh, those who are, are going to be the diehards that just, this is their game. And, and the real thing is, is like, I've seen people ask about Genshin. I've seen people ask about how this compares to Tower of Fantasy. I've seen people ask how this compares to Final Fantasy 14. I've seen those conversations, but I haven't seen too many people ask how this compares to PSO2. And I think there's a reason why for that. I think the reason is, is because it like it does share some things like playing PSO2 will give you some insight into some of the systems that they have, but not all of them. This feels like an evolution. This feels like what like new Genesis could have been, but I understand why they went the direction they went. This feels way more complete. And I think it's a really cool opportunity to see them do something like this. And it makes me kind of wonder, you know, if we could see something like fantasy star online three, do something like this, not, saying I know anything, this is all pure speculation on my part, but just hands down, like that anime style online action RPG. I think Blue Protocol is going to be a real big contender if they can keep putting out content. Because the rule is, it's never how about you launch, it's about how you continue the support after it keeps rolling on in. And we all know that, right? Because at some point, if you're not releasing content, even the diehards are going to want to go try and just check out another game from here and there. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's actually a very healthy practice. So I think that's going to be something that's interesting. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that personally. But let's talk about the Genshin and the Tower of Fantasy real quick, because I kind of have to also put these games into their own buckets. I do think that if you like Genshin, if you like Tower of Fantasy, uh, this is going to be a natural evolution for you. This offers way more connectivity, way more social aspects, way more gameplay opportunities. Uh, it feels like, I mean, it just, the combat in and of itself is really good. And we haven't still seen all of it. It's not overwhelming in the sense that you have so many skills that you're just like doing these insane rotations, but it does have more than like two or three skills. So it does feel like your class is unique and being able to play 
all the you know classes on your character i think is a really good thing yes it's going to start you leveling it out each one but i fully support that i love that aspect uh, i haven't yet seen too much about like how that's all going to uh you know fit in over the course of the game's lifespan but we do have seen and already in the files you know more weapons and things like that will be coming more classes will be coming and those will be very exciting moments for a lot of people people who are looking for a different kind of archetype, different kind of role, different kind of way to engage uh, in the game and to be able to kind of have those players who are veterans, but also leveling up new characters will continue to bring and push people into the world uh, at all different areas and all different level ranges. And that's something that always gets new players excited whenever you're running around and you see like a high level player doing something really freaking cool to be able to have them as a mentor. It gives opportunities for everybody to start to I don't know, need each other again, feel empathy for each other again. Remembering when, now that you're a veteran, what it feels like to be a new player. I think that's really good. So it's going to be interesting. I think at the, uh, in the hype of Genshin and Tower, um, I think the visual aesthetics of that, and then the polish of Blue Protocol, like this was a very smooth weekend, guys. A very solid game. Menus tight. Gameplay tight. Experience completely tight. In a foreign language that I don't speak natively tight <laughs> so there's gonna be some comedy i didn't say it was gonna be good comedy um so that's where it's like this is really i think hitting on all cylinders so with all that being stated right there is i think those are just gonna help bolster what blue protocol is doing and i think that's a really good thing and so as long as they continue to deliver a good game you i'm, I'm betting to bet that we're gonna see a pretty big game and ideally followed up with more content, more content. And even the fact that Amazon's publishing it, we're talking about servers. We're talking about scale. We're talking about promotion. We're talking about drops. We're talking about marketing. There's going to be, I think, a lot of avenues uh, that Blue Protocol will be in your feed one way or the other. And that's going to be a really good thing. So um, Final Fantasy 14 is going to be kind of the real interesting catch, right? Final Fantasy 14, no matter what, will have 10 plus years of content over blue protocol however if you're not a new player if you're a veteran of final fantasy 14 chances are this is going to be a really good game to kind of fill in those gaps especially to start i think you're going to see some crossover communities i think you're going to see a lot of players especially veterans especially content creators really jumping on board the blue protocol train so what's going to be really interesting is that Final Fantasy 14 does not have an expansion out this year. And if Blue Protocol comes out this year, that's going to give them a lot of momentum, a lot of buildup. And with the content and the seasonal model and that style, it's going to, I think, help cement them, give them that kind of foothold so that when players do go back to play Final Fantasy 14 and then come back, like they will come back to, to Blue Protocol. And I could see Blue Protocol being one of those games that easily fits in. It's going like one of the things about content creation, you know, and the reasons we talked about it just briefly here in this podcast, the breakout channels, the breakout channels themselves literally are great for just being able to put my passion out into the world and not have the algorithm work against me. It literally lets the algorithm work for me because if you like blue protocol, blue protocol, central easy breezy, that's what you're going to get. It's a very, I think, clear DTR to find the relationship. Very clear. Here at Prime, you get it all. You get it all. 
And so click-through rates are wild, right? So click-through rates are a part of how these videos grow, how they get recommended, but it's also the retention. This is a podcast. Thank goodness they put in the podcast channels. I'm feeling like I'm not getting overly punished for that. And what ends up happening is that as the retention you know, drops, especially on a longer form video like this, as people don't click on it because it maybe isn't a topic that they're particularly interested in it, the channel overall suffers, but the breakout channels benefit. So uh, at its core, that's going to be the case. Now, all that being said, I think a Final Fantasy 14 only creator will benefit easily from that crossover with Blue Protocol. I can see these two communities being very tightly integrated and the combat is wildly different enough. The gameplay model not requiring a subscription won't have the diehard Final Fantasy 14 players feeling like Blue Protocol is coming in and taking, you know, people who are subscribed to 14 away. So I think those will actually have a, a deep relationship, just like you see a lot of 14 players in, in Destiny having a close relationship. And those are games that are, are just different enough but then similar enough that it kind of attracts a similar type of gamer, but one that it doesn't necessarily feel like they're actually competing for your time, tension and, and your money, even though they, they kind of are all games really are because none of us have unlimited amounts of time. So I think that's going to be the real kind of kicker here, but overall, absolutely cannot praise this uh, network test enough. Cannot wait to bring you guys more content on the protocol. And uh, just over on uh, Blue Protocol Central, I just released that uh, burning questions release date Q&A, like really going into all of the questions you all had. Uh, so I've got those all highlighted. So go check that video out after this podcast uh, if you guys are interested. All right, let's talk about the big dogs in the room. When I say big dogs, the generally the most hyped, most hyped uh, Throne of Liberty for its lack of understanding of what the game is. So much speculation, so much analysis, different conclusions by a wide range of people. It's so much fun. I can tell you hands down as a consumer of the content, as somebody who's making content around uh, Throne of Liberty, absolutely love it. Ashes of Creation uh, is something that has always been this mystery. The question of like, you'll see people labeled a scam. You see people die hard, pre, you know, saying that it's the be all end all the, the game to fix MMOs. And they like when I, oh man, like I had people die on the hill that it was coming out into 2020 and 2021 and you know, 2022. And now it's 2023. I've been saying set expectations for 2025. We might have to push that date back because in the recent uh, dev update, which was not on April 1st, I, I know I'm recording this April 1st. So April fool's day, but nothing I'm sharing here is, is any uh, of that in this case, but I was on the 31st uh, they talked about how the, uh, the Alpha 2 might be sometime in 2024. Who knows? Maybe even after that. And so from a roadmap perspective, that tells me that they are, that they're struggling. I mean, the developer in me goes, yeah, is it overcomable? Is it fixable? Is it yes? But I think they're oversharing. And I think this is going to be a really interesting case, stu case study as my voice fails me. Let me get my, where my water go. I have water. I swear. There it is. I like the podcast because I just do it. An interesting case study and oversharing the information you know ashes of creation is the per what well, was the perfect mmo on paper but as they've released more and more information as it has become less ethereal and more real gamers have started getting frustrated but gamers have also they've been taking players money this is a game that has to release 
And I think that's wildly dangerous. I think I should get some papers for the desk. <laughs> ah, <laughs> slam them on and, uh, and put them down. So that's essentially what's kind of going on there. But here is where Throne of Liberty comes into play because it has a legitimate chance. I don't know why my, like I'm drinking that water, like making all kinds of random noises. I hope your headphones, <laughs> like, oh, I hope that sounds good in your ears. I do apologize. Throne of Liberty has a real big chance. And honestly, it's their game to lose. And here's the thing, right? Let's say Ashes isn't out until 2025 or 2026. Throne of Liberty, let's say it doesn't make June, but it's out in July or August, right? Oh, no, we didn't make the first half of this year. Oh, it's still out, right? That gives Throne of Liberty two two years two years head start all they got to do is not not f it up all they got to do is not mess it up and throwing a liberty is a different style game than blue protocol and all these things will slightly compete but at the same time i think all, you know depending on their their business model the monetization model that you'll end up finding a game that that works and maybe a handful that you can kind of jump between and also a handful that is run by the same company in the West so that they can coordinate some of when this content is dropping so that in one month you have update for new world next month, you have update for lost Ark. the next month you have a blue protocol and the next month you have thrown a Liberty, not saying that you're going to have to play all of them, but they can really have it to where on Twitch in their gaming, there's something going on for their games and their lineup. All new technology, all new MMOs, all built off of Amazon's backend architecture. No worrying about servers and stuff like that. That's that's the issue that new, that new World has to solve. And I think that's an issue they'll solve eventually, you know, at least in the next year or two. But that still also gives like, you know, New World several years of ability to, to refine itself and really cement itself and cement its community as to what the game is and what it offers and how it continues to advertise. And, and Amazon's not done picking up MMOs. I, I, I do have a sneaking suspicion that we'll see. And then with a few more MMO pickups, all these new ones here in their library by, before Ashes comes out. And if Ashes if creation gets in trouble, I, I could see them legitimately just buying them. If it's a good game, if it's good code, if it's something that they want to do. But again, uh, who knows? It's a, it's still a while away, and that's that's going to be a lot of interesting videos from Narc. <laughs> I, I don't know how he's going to, like, tip of the hat to that dude, because that in and of itself is going to be absolutely freaking wild to watch and see. But it comes down to it. Like, one of the things that when it comes to Throne of Liberty, like with Blue Protocol, and even New World, like in even Rumored for Lost Ark, like, I think the future of the MMOs are going to be console crossplay cross save games, controller support enabled games, massive games that allow for a lot of people to jump in and jump out no matter how they're playing it. Streaming is going to play a really big impact. It's going to be a wild decade, guys. And this is this is something to be celebrated. I think player choice is something to be celebrated whether these games make it depending on how what your whatever your definition of that is has yet to be seen what will remain to be seen um but that's kind of the core of it that's kind of the fun of it now 
um, what we're going to do for the rest of today's show. Uh, whether you want to go watch the Blue Protocol video or not directly, uh, if you do, that'd be great. Um, I'm going to let this play out with the Q&A uh, of that. So if you guys want to hang out uh, for that, we're going to just let the next half of this be the community and uh, focused and question and answers uh, portion of the uh, Blue Protocol Central uh, you know, video for you guys to get you guys additional information about that game and what's happening with it. So thanks so much for hanging out with me. I'm primarily doing that for the audio listeners of the podcast. So thank you for being out there in audio land. Uh, yeah. And I appreciate you. Um, see if we can't continue to grow. So if you feel like these podcasts, you enjoy them, uh, you know, tell somebody like, you know, we can, we can grow that up. You know, we can, you can let me know how to better promote it. I'm not the best. <laughs> Uh, and I, the podcast does go on hiatus from time to time, which is fine. And we have different formats and different things, but ultimately it's, um, it's, it's what I, it brings a lot of joy and I'm really excited to see the YouTube's investing in podcasts, but I'm going to wrap it up here, guys. Um, like, I don't remember if I said in the, in the beginning, but the music for the show is by, by Casper. Uh, thank you so much for that amazing uh, track and, uh, hope you guys enjoy the rest of the show. And, uh, we'll see you guys next week for the next Epic Loot Radio. So thanks guys for being here and uh, yeah, here we go. Hello everyone and welcome back to the comments section. This is where I do a deep dive into your burning questions and comments and continue our dialogue about this upcoming action MMORPG to which in my opinion, having played this game, I am coming away convinced. I am coming away excited. I am coming off of this network test with a great amount of news and even more faith in what Bandai Namco is set to deliver. But this isn't about me, this is about you. That's what this series is about. Note this is going to tend to run long. I'm gonna do my best to chapter mark it so you can jump to any particular question that suits you the best. But the only thing I ask is because YouTube is all about that watch time, about that retention. If you get something good out of this video, you don't need to hang out for it, but if you just let it play, you smash like those are things that are going to help that perform in the algorithm you don't have to do it but that's essentially the best way to say thanks to any youtuber out there and we've got a lot of them we got a lot of them guys so be sure to be checking out aether song be sure to be checking out blue protocol database be sure to be uh, checking out zackham i'm going to be putting their links and tags in the content of this video and if you are making blue protocol content and you just weren't listed be sure to hook us up in Discord, jump in, get involved. Let's make sure that we can build a great, great community. The last plug I do want to just kind of put out there is I will be putting out more thoughts over on Ginger Prime as a part of the Epic Loot Radio podcast. You can download the podcast anywhere where podcasts are found, or you can watch the video podcast, which will feature uninterrupted gameplay of Blue Protocol throughout the entire episode. So if you're looking for more Blue Protocol gameplay, just to kind of see it, see what's going on with it. Uh, maybe give that a watch and that should be going up pretty much right after this video goes up. So just keep an eye out for that. I'll try to include a link in the description, but let's dive into your questions because that's what you came here for. Um, some questions were obviously duplicate. So I kind of try to condense those down to the root of what is being asked. Uh, Salam, well, that was a weird sound that my, <laughs> my voice made. Uh, Salam Manga said, any release window yet? So in terms of a release date, there's a couple of things you need to think about. First and foremost, Japanese release versus global release. Japanese release, they're talking about and still confirming that we are looking at spring 2023. So spring has a running period that goes up to June if we're looking at the official calendar. So that does give them plenty of time. We're gonna know exactly 
more details about this really, really soon. I will keep you guys up to date. The minute that we know, I will be sure to let you guys know about the release date for Japan. Now for the West, for the global re uh, release, we're gonna be looking at something times this fall. Note to self though, I would expect that if they're not able to make it by October, I would personally think that they might shift it out to January or even February of 2024. We've seen them do the same thing with Lost Ark. If things aren't ready, you kind of not don't want to put things in the November, December timeframe because they're going to get really kind of beaten up. Now, I think Blue Protocol will be a game that can stand on its own, but that's kind of a busy season that you kind of don't want to launch a new IP in. However, September, October team, it seems to be kind of what is uh, the right striking window for this kind of game. Now, that being said, uh, anything can change because obviously we had a two month delay with the network test, but that is actually fixed. The game feels really complete, even though we've only seen kind of a handful of things of it. So, but that's essentially what I'm going to tell you in terms of the release window. We're going to have a more updated, you know, models and predictions based off of what happens next, which is we'll see some new dev updates and that's going to start to tell us where we're at. We're also going to see marketing start to kept, uh, kept up, uh, kick up. And uh, we also know that they're uh, accepting beta registrations for the global version. So you can go out to playblueprotocol.com and you can register for the beta through Amazon. And that should be, we should start getting some more information on it soon. So good news is you don't have to wait long for the even better news, which is an actual hardcore date. Now, Davey Moon writes, what did you mean by not auto healing? Did you mean passive healing during a fight or passively recover when not in combat? Maybe it isn't obvious but I didn't quite get what you meant. So in regards to my raw impressions, when fighting in this game, your character does not heal. When you're not in combat, your character does not auto heal. Maybe there's gonna be weapons and perks and armor that make that so, and I'm perfectly fine with that. If that's the case, I like that that that's the case, but it does make you have to look at the world and potions and things like that uh, and put value in those things. Whenever the game just makes it too easy, I can see how, you know, that kind of gets kind of boring. So I liked how the world kind of felt. I like how things had a kind of a punch to it. Felt like things had a weight to it. And I liked that all of a sudden I was running around needing to figure out how to heal myself. And I like that about games. I think that, you know, and I'm not going to sit here and salt every game out there, but it's nice when the game pushes back on me because that helps me explore the systems that are in place. If it is just roll over easy, difficult, like it is, I just show up and I win. Well, at that point, like, I'm not going to explore the systems, you know, like Elden Ring is a great example of this. Now, this isn't, I wouldn't say Elden Ring difficulty, but Elden Ring has me explore the systems because the game will punish me if I don't. But it's not that it doesn't let me progress. It like literally will be like, well, why are you not winning this fight? What am I doing wrong? And I personally enjoy that. Not everybody will. I think that's going to be something that I really enjoy about this because it doesn't have to go as hard as Elden Ring in terms of difficulty but it doesn't necessarily need to hold my hand either. I think it's, I think that's an important distinction and hopefully that helps answer your question, Davey. Now, Pure Extreme says, I haven't seen any foe breaker gameplay. Are you able to play this class? And unfortunately I was, you know, <laughs> I lost access or at least the servers are down. Uh, and so, so far I have not been able to play the other classes outside of not the twin striker, but the, uh, the Aegis fighter. It's like, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on the names, will sure to get it I, I i conflict or i confuse the western names and the, and the obviously the japanese names but I'll, I'll get better i'm dyslexic just 
bear with me i will say words wrong not on purpose but welcome to the channel um anyhow but uh in this regards i was really trying to get uh you know the, like a time to play all the classes uh if basically i got kicked out and then i won't be able to do that um so i do not have faux breaker gameplay footage for you but that's the good news there's going to be more times that i'm going to be able to play this game i'm going to be obviously checking it out breaking it down for you guys in the future and hopefully somebody out there like i listed as a part of other content creators have what you're looking for so be sure to check that out now near says how grim does it look for the censorship perspective because you know we ain't getting this version i don't think we're going to really get a massively censored version i think we're going to see a couple of the you know clothes on the character models for the like npcs and the kids ones the you know the short ones uh, the shorties in this case uh, adjusted to be more perspective because I don't think not just Amazon or the West and we could like we've had this conversation I don't need to rehash it all here but that in and of itself is just the way it is and nothing I say you say we say really is going to change that you know in, in that regards like it we like the way I kind of look at life is what do you have interest in or in what do you have influence in a lot of people waste a lot of time in the things they're interested in but have no power I choose to spend more of my time and focus on the things that I have influence in or control over. And that's where I choose to spend my energy. A good example is being a good dad to the kids, right? Like I have real influence with my children. And so I choose to spend it there rather than get about mad about something that I can't, you know, fix online. I can't change anybody's perception. I can't even change your opinion. And I don't think you'd want me to have that power. So in this regards, I actually don't think it's a big deal. I chalk all of that drama up to not enough news. People need some, want something to talk about. And, the, and that might feel reductive, but it's not meant to be because that's just how internet gaming cultures work. Take a look at Final Fantasy XIV as just an example. They went from a three month patch cycle to a four plus month patch cycle. And now you see, like even I predicted this, I was like, you're just gonna see a lot more drama popping up because there's just going to have to be times in which that content creators need to fill that gap. And you and you and you might feel like the word need is a little bit strange, but in in the regards of like if you're trying to be a full-time content creator and make this your living, like forgotten is forgotten. Not in the algorithm, you get punished for it. Not having a video perform, you get punished for it. So, hopefully that helps kind of illuminate why you end up seeing people doing various different rage bait and clickbaiting things even if the content itself is tone you know like is is reasonable and rational if you don't click on the videos over a period of time like youtube logs that and it works against you so you end up seeing a lot of people get desperate to not be forgotten so anyway that was a long journey through a couple of different related topics all to say i will make sure that if you don't like the western version i will make sure there's a guide to help you get on the Japanese version. And I'm sure that we'll be able to get some English patch out there for you, especially with an official translation. Note to self, uh, you know, the community mods, all that stuff is uh, pretty kick-ass, you know, when it comes down to it. All right, let's jump into Deuce Game says, hey, Brian, I'm glad to hear that you're having a blast with the game, but I wanted to ask you, what are your thoughts on the security measures they've decided to implement for anti-third party? Do you think this will have a bearing uh, on the future enjoyment or will this fizzle out as the obvious workarounds are bound to happen with botters and the like who just will pass uh, in any ways, regardless of what they do to try to prevent it. And also, do you suppose Amazon's versions will differ vastly in certain areas when compared to JP? I don't think it's going to like to answer the last question. I don't think it's going to vary vastly outside of probably some monetization. 
setup. I think that's going to be kind of a real key indicator. Uh, Amazon, I like this gets almost into a level of religious discussion because a lot of people have a specific view. I have a different view because I've talked to them. I've looked at like how they operate as a company. Uh, not like I haven't been to the office, but I actually got invited to the office. Uh, but my wife's having a baby and I said, hey, I'm I can't fly out to California to to come see what you all doing um, because my wife's having a baby like that's more important. Thank you so much for the invite. Hopefully I get the opportunity to go and you guys hitting subscribe here on the channel gives me opportunities like that. So I thank you guys for considering it at any cost. Um, I think it's free, but uh, <laughs> I don't know why I said any cost. Please. Um, no, we're not going to we're not going to resort to begging. Thank you guys already for the 3000 legends that have already done so. But anyway, so like they're customer obsessed, they're customer driven, they're really wanting to make an impact and they're perfectly fine with, you know, breaking some eggs, trying new things, listening and trying again, as well as losing money on projects for, for decades uh, because they believe in the long-term game. Amazon is all in on games. So I'm not really worried about Amazon in this case. I think it's actually going to give us the players so much more than it, it's hard to communicate because the unfortunate thing, again, comes down to belief. I believe that AGS is actually doing really kick-ass things. You might believe differently, and that's perfectly fine. We're allowed to disagree. Now, regarding the security measures, I'm kind of mixed on this because I do think that people find ways to work around things naturally. I'm also somebody who has seen all the cheating that goes on in Final Fantasy and has called it out, but you know, like they we don't <laughs> within that community, you have to be very careful of how you talk about the game. Because within anything, you end up running into you run the quiet, rational people versus the diehard people. We all know who we're talking about, you know, like the, the people who go just way too far uh, with something. And it just becomes a not fun conversation because there isn't there isn't any kind of reciprocal respect that goes either way. Um, but I oh, it gets kind of tricky because. I end up shifting a lot of my time outside of my main computer. The fact that um, Blue Protocol does not support yet ultra wide, I hope they do, but I'm really more going to probably play the game on GeForce now, which is cloud-based, which you can't do mods anyway. So in this case, I don't think I'm going to be direct, drastically impacted. People will find a way as like will, but those things will get patched and things like that. I think more than anything else, it's a good call being a free-to-play game because the it needs to have some barrier, right? Because if you're not going to charge one, one way to combat bots is with money, uh, because that means there's an initial cost. The other way is time because time is money. So if they have to do extra workarounds and all these things, you will de-incentivize some of it. You're not going to de-incentivize all of it, but it's just going to be the way it is in this case. But at the end of the day, uh, it will be interesting to see how that is received. I think for the mass majority of gamers, they're going to be fine with it. And I think it's going to be an interesting challenge for those who want to kind of jump in and, and break it down. Um, but we're going to, we'll just go with that. All right. Then Craig says, how does the gearing and progression system work? Well, as far as it goes from a leveling perspective, seems natural. There is a crafting material gathering and weapon up, you know, upsmithing with bonuses. I think Aether Song uh, put out a really detailed video about what they've actually shown off in detail. I haven't got to spend too much time because gearing and progression has more connotation as you get to level cap as well. Um, but at its core, I thought, you know, I'm not seeing anything that I'm overly concerned about. Um, but I've also been in games where, you know, things can kind of go wrong quickly. I'm thinking like, you know, gambling mechanics and things like that. I'm not seeing any of that. 
uh, which is really good. But we do know there's a part of that in terms of rolling to get the upgrades that you want and have the best in slot and the ability to try to boost that. So uh, I, I would, yeah, point you over to Aether Song for a more detailed breakdown of how it's set up. And we'll be sure to go over more details as we get into it. So unfortunately, I can't give you the, the most information here yet. I can only kind of point you to probably like a better resource. And uh, we'll just, I'll tell you, like, we'll get there. I'll uh, <laughs> I'll make sure we spend time with it. And we'll make sure we, you have ideally all the answers before you step into the game when it is officially released. Uh, best in impact says game seems really fun from what I've seen people stream. Is it going to be able to compete with the likes of Genshin? And this is an interesting question because both Genshin and Tower of Fantasy, no matter what, are going to draw these natural comparisons being their deep anime style look but blue protocol is no genshin it is no tower of fantasy it is better and that's a real thing i think that's an exciting thing now i've been actually playing genshin i don't broadcast that a lot and you won't see it here on this channel because this channel is just blue protocol um and i might make a video about genshin uh and more detail uh you know later over on ginger prime but at its core yeah like i think people are I think if you think of Tower of Fantasy, it's kind of like a appetizer before like the steak. And this is the steak. And the reason I say that is that from the world, everything in it, it just feels really good where, you know, like you can kind of feel the model of Genshin and Tower. Uh, you know, it's like, yeah, it's made for a different kind of player, a different kind of environment. Uh, it's a beautiful game. I love Genshin. It's a fun game. But that it's not an MMO. It does have a multiplayer aspect you can take part in. But this is open, you know, quote unquote, open world. We'll talk about more of that in a second. We got a comment about that. But this definitely is different. I think it's going to really stand its own. And if anything else, Genshin players and Tower Fantasy players are going to make sure uh, that they shouldn't sleep on this. If they like those two games, I think they're going to find something really good in Blue Protocol. Now, Ms. Smurf says... Uh, Ginger Gaming, how would you describe the social aspect of the game so far? And how many players do you see in the same area as you see the same time? Is it unlimited or a set amount? So for the town, it's actually more. I, you see a ton of people. I'm sorry I didn't count. I think upwards of 50, 100 plus. Like it's like I, there is an exact number uh, and they've actually stated it. But for the life of me, I don't have it off the top of my head. Uh, but you also have NPCs walking around and moving around. So the town feels like a vibrant city. I mean, I'm absolutely vibrant. It, it, it's it's unreal. Like, it's so good. Uh, but beyond that, when you go out in the field, uh, the field, uh, you know, combat is broken up into different zones. And those zones are able to support several people. And I still don't feel alone. The game feels like it's set to push people into an instance, what they call channels. And within those channels, you're going to see people running around. So it feels very social. One of the problems that I've had with like Final Fantasy, it's like the open world. Like if you're not doing something on the day that it's out, the open world just feels like lifeless. And it's such a beautiful world in that game. And here it's such a beautiful world. And I love that they're pushing people into it. So that way, no matter what, like even if you're not actively fighting alongside, there's an inherent socialness, an asynchronous multiplayer, that passive multiplayer that's happening that feels really good and it shouldn't be ignored. And I want to encourage more games to do that. Uh, you know, I play these games for their social aspect. So this is giving me that for sure. And it's quote unquote serverless, meaning it feels like that drop and drop out. You're not selecting a server. The game's just handling it to be able to team up with friends. I think literally is going to be a game changer for a lot of people, 
especially when they're considering jumping in and they come and say, hey, let's play with uh, Blue, Pro uh, Blue Protocol Central. Let's jump into the Discord, yada, yada, yada. Oh, what server are you on? It doesn't matter. Just jump in. Here's, here's our tag. All right, we're in the clan. Let's go. So a lot of fun stuff. Now, Wisdom says, is the game a proper open world or more like Final Fantasy Online? Absolutely more like Final Fantasy Online. Uh, not open world in that sense. It does feel very connected. I, yeah, I can't wait to put this on my faster drive when it does officially launch. Uh, but the loading times are not bad at all. Game runs great. It runs great. Honestly, I don't think because of how it plays, looks and feels that it is that annoying. Uh, you know, like, would it be cool if it was a true open open world? Yeah, but there's other games for that. New Worlds that New Worlds got that open world stuff on lockdown. And then you, know, you got you got Throne of Liberty also, which looks freaking cool. Uh, also probably going to be able to do that. So this is going to be different, you know, and it's going to have that aspect to it. And I don't I don't necessarily consider it a knock unless you're truly looking for an open world in which that I would say look to Throne of Liberty and look to uh, New World. If you're looking for that kind of hit, it's not going to have the anime style, but it does have that aspect. And if you're thinking of Ashes of Creation, they just announced that there's no Alpha 2 this year. And that's going to probably happen maybe maybe next year. And uh, so if you're waiting for that one, unfortunately, I've got bad news. You're going to have to keep waiting a little bit longer. All right. Now, Paul says, hey, Brian, in your footage, there appears to be a clear wind and airstream blowing. Is that purely cosmetic or does the weather have an impact on gameplay? Also, is the weather changeable a la Final Fantasy or fixed the set of the theme of the area? So the wind doesn't necessarily seem to have an effect on gameplay, meaning uh, I haven't actually seen multiple types of weather. I have seen day-night cycles, um, but I would assume that maybe we'll see different weather or different weather patterns within the different areas uh, at the end of the day. And as to have an effect on gameplay, I haven't visually seen that, um, but I could see how that could play out in terms of uh, you know, gathering resources and what have you, but I, I'm not getting that vibe from this game so far. If anybody knows, like they've officially said something, it is not coming to my mind. Uh, he's still having covered all the, uh, the live events. That one isn't necessarily registering. Um, but I, you know, but I could be wrong. And so, uh, it's not so far noticeable in the, in the network test, but the day night cycle is noticeable and it does actually change kind of the mood. You know, it does change the feel of the game. Uh, Salamanga says, I really looking forward to this one. I hope it gets the attention it deserves and keeps a large fan base. So it doesn't die out like some similar games. Do we know yet if we can customize our character's appearance after creating it for the first time? Can you switch gender, hair colors, etc.? Now regarding customization, I think you can do all that. I believe they have confirmed that, you know, and, and you might even have more options because you've unlocked things or something like that nature. I do believe you can change the gender as well. Like, I think I, I directly remember that. And if I'm wrong, just correct me in the comments, please. So guys, be sure to check the comment section uh, for another <laughs> follow-up video. No, uh, the actual comment section on the comment section video here um, in that regards. But when it comes down to it, the other point that you talk about, really hope that it gets attention because you don't want to die out. Games don't die out as long as they get content. Like if you're wanting this to, to have a wow moment, like World of Warcraft, you're dooming the game. Like the game will have hype. There'll be a ton of people coming and playing it. And no matter what, there will be a fall off. And that's just, you can't shake that. Things that are going for it are, it's free to play. So a lot of people are gonna be able to jump in. They're gonna be able to jump in in the future. They're gonna be able to jump in whenever. And there's gonna be less barriers. And I think that's overall a smart kind of play, personally speaking. Um, even though I prefer the buy to play model, that does help because then the, the all, all it is is asking is for space on your hard drive and a little bit of your time. 
but I do wish that we could get away from the idea in terms of the numbers. A lot of people watch the numbers and then they make the wrong conclusion about the numbers because the numbers don't really tell you everything. Um, but it doesn't matter. Like there's nothing I can do to fix that. That's how the internet's going to react. All I can do is guys educate you and tell you that the game's good. And if you want to come play it, come play it. But you're an adult and <laughs> your response, like, your response to your actions. I'll keep you guys up to date. That's the best that I can do back to the influence and uh, interest circle. The only thing I can really do is just keep you guys, you know, informed as to what is happening. I can share my opinion with you, but I'm always going to encourage you to try it for yourself and tell me where we differ because I love hearing other opinions because you might not believe it, but I think the fun of video games is in our discussions is in where we also don't agree on everything. I like that. I enjoy that. Uh, Kuro says any SEA news and right now, we don't have any. We only have the speculation because Throne of Liberty is going to be published by Amazon in Japan. I think that's pretty cool. It's good news. But <laughs> at the end of the day, we're still waiting for official news. So we're going to have to keep waiting on that. I will keep you guys up to date. As soon as we get official news, it might happen. I'm rooting for it to happen. I think it needs to happen. But we're still in a waiting room there. And then our last question for today, Patrick says, are they making a US network test? Probably not a network test, but a beta. And you can go register for it now on playblueprotocol.com. So be sure to go do that. Go check it out. It's worth your time to click that link, get it on that list. And I'll be sure to keep you guys up to date as to when we get dates and so much more. Guys, those are your questions. If you have any more, if there's any uh, questions I haven't answered that you still want information on, sound off below. We can keep doing this. We can make sure you got all the information that you need. I just want to thank you guys so much for your time. Go check out the podcast when you get the opportunity. I hope you enjoy that as well. And uh, with that, I'm just going to wish you all the best. And thank you so much for your time today. And hopefully I will see you in the next video. And until then, take care.